what what are the three things I'm trying to accomplish on this show? Yeah. So if I've got some goals for matches, that's a big thing. Yeah. But um, it's also uh, oftentimes it's like, what can I make? How can I have these two guys mesh? Like, or this talent? Who do they mesh with? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times it's just like, to me, I'm I'm totally good with booking someone to go down. Uh huh. Like they gain something in the loss. Oh, yeah. Their their loss like tells a story, and that's cool. That's a very valuable part because at some point there's the come up. And hold on, I'm hold which on you have to have. Right there. And on that point, everybody on the come up. Hoping what it should be. Everybody, you already know it. We back, baby. Well, well, well. Welcome to the King Show podcast, brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> the coolest lanes productions. You already know what it is. Shout out to the per- Purdy on the ones Shout and twos. Shout out to Purdy on the ones and twos. I hope she gives herself a sound clap when she hears this. Thank you everybody <laughs> for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for holding off and uh, give, being patient. Life has been crazy. Everybody been adjusting. The seasons are here. Seasons greetings. Seasons we, greetings. We are in the, the the tri part of the holidays: Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas. So three. Four, four greatest seasons. Of the four greatest. Oh, and I was gonna say King Day. Oh, but, King Day. But yeah, yeah, you know. But okay, I guess we can go New go ahead, Year's. Go ahead, uh, but no, no, we are in that that season. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I, I am you happy got Christmas, too. Thanksgiving, Halloween. If you consider it, you know, what I mean, might as well dress up. I do. So I mean, we, I mean yeah, all the time. we dress up all the time. I mean, I know. So is it not Halloween every yeah, day for us? I guess so. You can say that, that if you want. Say if you want. I, mean, I don't sure. know. I might be betraying. I might portray uh, Popeye this year. I don't know. But anyway, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, we want, I just want to you know, give you guys a good uh, – we'll just welcome our guest right now. Want uh, Thank you so much for this guest uh, stopping by. He has a great mind for the business, great mind in general, great personality, great human being. Honestly, uh, yeah, I fuck, boy. I fuck with him. You know, we fuck with him. Our homeboy out here. Honestly, we had a show, and we had a show tomorrow, and we had to say, hey, man, you know, who will be some of the people we want to age, like the top five agents to, to help get this shit going? This person will be it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one yes. and only Mike Z. Mike Z. Your boy Mike Z in the house. You know how it is on the King Show pod. I only, uh, you know, I feel really cool hanging around you two guys. Not like in comparison, <laughs> but like by proxy. Yeah. I feel really cool and uh, I'm only what other people say about me. Hopefully it's positive. So the fact that you guys would say, yes, I'd have him be a part of a show. Of course. I'm down for oh, it. So, yeah. Long time coming. Long time yeah. coming. I'm happy it happened. Hey man, I love doing podcasts. Of course. You already know it, man. You, you be the person for sure. All the finishes, respects at the end. Press F to pay respects <laughs> little, little at the end of your man. match. Hell yeah, oh, man. man. No, we appreciate you coming through, man. For real. Um, how you been? How you doing? So, yeah, brother, how you doing? I'm, so honestly, like, I'm very content in my life. I kind of take things one day at a time. Yeah. Um, as much as I am a lifer for professional wrestling, thing I've really loved since I was eight years old, mm-hmm. it is not my main focus in life, but that's a good thing, I think, to have balance and have perspective on it. Like wrestling doesn't define how successful I am in life. I've been lucky enough to do some cool things and make some cool friends like the people at this table right here. And uh, I'm not a a cred chaser, so like, I, I don't worry about like who's the coolest person I know type thing. I just mm-hmm. want to be cool with the people I know, and if I can, Thanks. as I as I even told like my first people I met in wrestling, it's like I just want to try to make everyone better. 
whatever that entails. Mm. So that's my goal is like, it's not about even stamping a show is like the Mike Z show. It's just, Mm -hmm. or say, Oh, give me credit for this guy. Like, I just want to see other people succeed where other people might tell you some, some BS. Yeah. Hell yeah. Keep it real with everybody. Got to keep it 100. Hell yeah. Got it. Emoji. (laughs) (laughs) What is your, like, what is your, I guess, the, um, measuring stick of success like what what do you feel or at least in this business what do you think is the level of uh or what is success to you in this business let's just say that well in wrestling it probably shouldn't be that superficial thing where you you know i've got these pictures with these guys or i i was involved in this story like it, it i think it it is just what other people say of you like what's their impression of you in the business. Uh, do you mm-hmm. remember when, remember one of the old uh, WWE Hall of Fame things where it was Scott Hall inducting Tito Santana? Yeah, and he yeah, was talking yeah. about, that's what he was talking about. Like Scott Hall had been through some crazy shit and Scott Hall done more in wrestling than Tito had, like yeah, right. as far as overall influence. But he said he just wanted that respect like Tito had. Like he wanted the Tito. Yeah. As far as like when people talk about Scott Hall, they not yeah. to talk about all his downfalls and things, but to say the positive things that he contributed in wrestling. And mm. I vibe with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's Scott not. Scott Hall brought cool oh, to the God, table. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like Scott Hall brought cool to the table. Right. Like we actually do have a lot of cool things to say about Scott Hall. Yes. Uh, but you know what yes. I'm saying? So like, and, and that's crazy coming out of like, the Hawk and Rock, like Hawk and uh, Rock and Roll era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, you know, and then just the transit. That's why I was like, that new generation was a, a hard period. Mm. But yeah, it, was it a got hard smoothed pill. over by <laughs> that boy Razor, Mar- yeah. uh, Razor Ramon. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Razor made yeah. it cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and his first, like, program was with Savage. So, yeah, those my guys. Right. Those Two of my guys. So uh, he got the heavy push. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, cool. I mean, but who was who else was like as cool as Razor? It would have to be Savage. Yeah. Savage is cool, bro. Savage. Eventually, eventually, Sean and and uh, Diesel. They caught on. Got the cool. They got. They caught. They got on. the but cool. Who they get as well. the cool from? Yeah. It was mm. a minute. It took a tough minute. to say. Yeah. Who they get the cool from? Yeah. Who they get the cool from? Maybe they're just organically cool. I, I mean, you know, I ain't gonna cap. Diesel from Detroit, so I'm not gonna disrespect that. <laughs> well, you know. Come on now, you know that boy from Detroit. But I mean, he oh, Diesel holds it down too with coolness. Yeah, real cool. Oh he man, real cool. coolness for a big man. Yo, and he shout w- out to you. I met Diesel. Oh, oh, yeah. Kevin Ash. Yes, okay. Yeah, we have. You know I'm saying had the outsiders. My my most uh, famous thing current right now is with Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling, and I'm super happy to put my name. On a promotion like that, oh, yeah. uh, but our boy Mikey Zero, who's really, you know, the the head. Shout out that. Mikey! Shout out Mikey! Mikey's really the one at the end of the day that makes it happen. He gets us a venue. He's got the IWTV hookup. Mm, like he's got out. he's got the sponsors. He's got the show, and obviously he has the mind as well. Mm, and it's dope. it's great that he lets me put my thoughts into it too because I'd never like that's the thing about Mikey is like I'm it's it's not for me it's how can I help him and how can mm-hmm. I help everyone else because uh-huh. uh, he even did do shows that that I wasn't able to make either the pandemic or a few mm-hmm. years prior to that just shows I wasn't able to make and 
you know, he held it down and let me help from afar. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mikey really held it down during the pandemic. And that was dope. And and oh, that's and as we're bringing him up for those not in the know, like we were able to bring in the likes of Scott Hall mm-hmm. and Kevin Nash, oh, yeah. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, in the PCO, Goldust, yep. oh, hey, hey. uh, one of the original MCPW champions, Mr. Seth Rollins, yep. as Tyler hey. Black. Hey. Okay. Oh, yeah, geez. we've had a lot of really cool guests come through. So take me through like that actual take us through that actual story. How did you end up being being creatively involved with MCPW though? So uh, of course, the people that got me into wrestling, Josh Raymond, first and foremost. Shout out Josh Raymond. Shout out Josh IPW, Raymond. right? Yeah, IPW. Yep. IPW. Shout out. I'll be there on the 29th. Met him in 2000, Memorial Day 2005. Right. Happened to live in the same town. Going to Chicken Finger Nights on Tuesday, just as the hangout. Okay. Uh, his good friend, the hype Jimmy Shawin, also in the mix. Hey, nice. I consider, I consider it Josh Raymond, Jimmy Shawin, and Jimmy Jacobs. As like mm. the three guys that really helped me in the beginning there, and over yeah. time I've been able to get uh, people like Truth Martini as a real, you know, a real mentor yeah. in yeah. wrestling. The guys that I share the road with. But so I went up with Josh to one of Mikey's shows. Mikey had booked him and uh, Jacobs based on Wrestling Society X, which was a cool <laughs> thing at the time. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, these guys in Michigan, they can come to my show and like add some credence to it. And I just came up with him to the show. Josh put me over, said the things I can do, which was generally at the time I was filming. Uh, and then I just vibed with Mikey from there. And we, we talk about wrestling and his visions for things. And so even uh, then you knew how to make shit look good. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. I had yeah, a good, good, I had a good feeling. And, and everything is just over time. The stuff you learn, uh, not just from watching shows, but being involved with all those minds mm-hmm. that I mentioned before and behind the scenes and seeing how, you know, the likes of Gabe Sapolsky and Delirious at Ring of Honor, like how they put together shows. Uh, it's been very helpful. And one thing that's criminally underrated as far as uh, making a positive impact in wrestling is learning from other people's mistakes. Yeah. That yeah. one I will, I will stand good. by. You see so many bad things. And then when you have the chance to put on that show or put on that match, mm-hmm. be a part of that segment, do you really want to do that? Uh, the line I say to people a lot of times is just because it's been done before doesn't mean it was ever right. Bro. Vince Russo, yes. I'm looking yes. at you, dog. Yes. Oh, my God. But we will say, well, they did it. You know, here on TV, it was a bad idea, bro. It was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. Bad idea now, idea, bro. Don't copy that. Do you think? I mean, so what's the biggest misconception people have in terms of what you do? Like in terms, of, like I guess, creative. Like people who are in this creative role, what do you think is the, I guess, the largest misconception? It's hard because I don't know what the view is of me uh, as the role. Yeah, yeah, the creative. Role. Not, not you. The oh, role. as the role in the creative. Role. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they don't see how I kind of comb through things, yeah, you know, and really look at like, here's the things we need to do. Here's the things we need to avoid doing. Mm. That is a, a, a thing I've done with both attention of you guys. Yeah. yeah. An yeah. attention to detail. I mean, I will look at the venue and the sound system and who's in the crowd. If I, if I happen to know some of the fans and how right. they react, there were some of the shows, uh, Shogun that we went to for Joe Dombrowski. Mm-hmm. 
uh, down in Cleveland, yep. and uh, it was a smaller house, but I knew exactly where the loudest kids mm. and the loudest mouth breather were. Yeah. And I told my boy, <laughs> who was the on the here. show, I told him uh, my boy was making his debut there. I'm like, if you sell to them, uh, yep. they will guide the rest of the audience because no one in the crowd, especially when it's sparse, wants to be the first one to make noise. But once someone does make that noise, everyone else gets more comfortable and willing to do it. Shout out Joe Dombrowski and yes. PCW. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, yes. I, I feel like I know, like, if I'm looking at the arena, for those who know, <laughs> you know I can talking. know. Or, you know the like, kids in front of the uh, yes, concession bro, yes. stand. Yep. And ho- and homeboy by the ramp. Oh, bro, homeboy by the ramp. It was homeboy by the ramp. That's he, who I'm talking about. He was always hyped, though. Yeah, yeah. Homeboy, but he also went around. He, he went from one spot to another. He went from that. If to, someone like, else front. takes his spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. But no, I really, I, I try to... Like, if, if I'm talking to someone on the outside, I'm like, basically, I'm pre-production. During the show, I'm doing a certain thing or several things. Mm-hmm. Several things is the real answer. And then post-show as well. I'm wrapping it up and I'm building towards mm-hmm. the next one. So I'm, I'm heavily involved in everything. I, so I was watching a show, a, one of these documentaries about, like, the early 2000s. And so apparently a showrunner is a new concept, this is like a 2000s thing. Yeah. The showrunner, as far as like who's the creative force really? behind a TV show. Mm. And, um, you know, it's not like just the writing, but really like the whole direction. Not just leaving it up to a cast to, of, not a cast, but a group of nine different, you know, TV writers trying to throw in their little jokes. Like, I always thought it was a thing. Yeah. And I was I like, oh. I thought, like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking about the word producer. Yeah. Like, I yeah. thought that was the showrunner. Yeah. Right, right. And they are all different things. So, like, that's actually, what? I. I fancy yeah, myself you know, as a showrunner of professional wrestling. We fuck with that. Fuck I don't, I, I just honestly, that. whatever it is, like my, my passion for wrestling and work ethic when it comes to wrestling only is like, I want to have my hands involved. Like yeah. I really yeah. don't just want to film the show or just ring announce. Yeah. Like I want to try to add to this and not Make let, it better. yeah, yeah. And not let the mistakes go by. Cause this thing I always tell you guys is like, think about all the real ass sacrifices you do in your life, the drive to get here, the time you spent in the gym, Excellent. the the time you're giving up at a better paying hourly job, the time away from loved ones mm-hmm. and your family, or just you wanted to go to the corn maze today, but instead I'm at this wrestling show. <laughs> like, did you come here for them to laugh at you? Right. And the answer is always no. An emphatic no. Are we not professionals? Are we not professionals? Yes. Okay. Like, I- I'm fine with laugh with us. Mick Foley and The Rock made, yes, uh, you know, yeah. people were not laughing at Mick Foley after all those years of death matches that he did to finally get to WWE and to be able to not have to break his back and bleed. Right. But, right. like, they were not laughing at him. They were laughing with him. Right. Right. You know, and that's the that's the sacrifice he made to get noticed by Vince McMahon, to get noticed by other people when Vince McMahon was not noticing him. Wouldn't you say that's part of like also that that has that's a two way street? It also depends on the person that's doing the creating, like 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 a Mick Foley, mm-hmm. whereas they possess that type of, I guess, wherewithal mm-hmm. or understanding about hey, how can I make the most out of this, or what can yeah. I do to make the most out of it? Like, do you think that? Cause I, cause I feel like Mick Foley is like in a in a way almost like a lost like a last Mohican. Oh yeah, you know and he's saying? very unique. Yeah. So do you yeah. think like do you I guess see that type of thought or type of like way of working still in this business or way of like viewpoint? I think it does. Yeah. Um, 
that's the that's one of the problems is that wrestling is too about myself and how I'm going to succeed. Whereas I look at like a Paul Heyman and Raven connection mm-hmm. where Paul Heyman's like, oh, this Raven character, like this is my conduit to get these types of thoughts out. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of synergy that I like to yeah. do with people. And even if it's not my ideas, like I just want to take what what is, I, I want to look at Shogun and I want to ask Shogun what he wants to do. And then, okay, cool. How can I put him on this path? How can I best display right. him in that light? Right. And if there aren't enough people thinking like that, that's where we get messed up things. And that's where you guys, as the wrestling performers... You know, because it's hard to say no mm-hmm. to an idea. Uh, that's where sometimes you have to just swallow your pride and do something stupid and get laughed at, <laughs> which is bad. Facts. Which yeah. is bad. Yeah. There's there's no there's no school for good bookers, and no, ain't that crazy? Is, you learn that shit on the fly, like yeah. wrestling. And you have, and that's the thing is, you have to learn it. You have to discern it. You have to learn it and discern yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You got to figure out what is bad and figure out what is good. Gotcha. And there are a lot of people running events that did not bother with that step. <laughs> like they just took the step. Like, all right, whatever, we good. Because actually, so with with Josh Raymond, uh, we started a group called Hybrid Pro Wrestling. Okay. Right when I started. And I thought I was hot shit, man. I was like, I've been watching wrestling 15 years, and <laughs> I had my PWIs, and yeah, I had yeah. my G.I. Joe Wrestling League, and, uh, and Josh would just shoot me down all the time. And I thank him every day for that. Like, mm. thank you. Let me learn from you and learn what's good. Right. And Bring you down like, to, to, like, to, to ground? Or yeah, like, yeah to ground me something. and tell me like, why things are not good. What were some of the ideas you oh, had? Brother, That's what I want to yeah. know. What was that bad? Look, I, don't I think look, it would just be like... Because I'm looking at it now at the finished product. So I'm like, what, did, right, what right. was in the thinker? What I think it would be a, like just in general, like too big for your britches. We all came up watching televised wrestling. So then you go to these wrestling shows that are once a month or once every two months. And you want to run this TV angle. Bro, you can't Anchor, do that. Yeah. You got to look at... That's another thing I try to do as like a showrunner. Is like you got to look at the landscape here. Thanks, what are my thanks. limits? I love working with limits, man. Yeah. Like if because <laughs> oh, if you had because hey, if oh, you had that nice. unlimited budget and unlimited amount of shows and coverage and so forth, you know you can kind of do no wrong. Right. That's how a certain company's living right now off of their advertisements and deals mm-hmm. with uh, foreign foreign countries that have, <laughs> that have very sexist backwards uh, points of view Uh but like if you've got limits to work within Mm. now I feel like I'm achieving something so those boundaries help out boundaries help big time like that's why you can't do you can't do these slow moving TV angles on month to month indie wrestling yeah Mm. Mm. you gotta yeah gotta space it out I like that so well, well no, it's, that's the thing is, like, you sometimes you can't afford to space it out. Oh. Yeah. Like, like what is, uh, like, long-term, what is short-term yeah. booking, mm-hmm. technically, mm-hmm. in indie wrestling? Yeah. Considered. It, it's it's really tough. It does depend on your thing. But I'll, I'll just go with my boy Jamal here. That's what I'm saying. Let's talk my about Jamal. Was... Jamal's run. And a lot of it was very organic. Hold but, on. Yeah. Talk, time out. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal's run. Get your like, commercial break the, in. You know what I'm saying? The run. So, I mean, you got to... His whole time in Chainsaw was something. Oh, bro, hell yeah. We brought him in as as a heel. Uh, 
not like super highlighted, but you know, given a chance to shine, got his wins, yeah. had some, uh, had a roadblock here or there, killing it, basically pump pump the brakes is mm. what we call it sometimes. Mm. You know, he's on, if he's on a streak, but then boom, okay, not gonna go undefeated until yeah. this title shot situation. But with him, uh, I saw the crowd reacting to Jamal in a certain way, favorably, basically. Yeah. I was like, hey man. I don't want to fight the crowd. Like I, I, this is the biggest thing I hate is like, if you're, you're like the local hero and you're promoting your show and then you go out there and be like, I'm the bad guy and I hate this city. (laughs) What is this? You guys like, don't ask the crowd to play along with you. Like you got to, as a fan myself, I'm like, I I like it when I get kind of what I want. Not Mm. all, it's not going to be 24 seven feeding me candy type thing, but don't make them play along with the show. Like you got to have a, a very organic feeling and the crowd is organically behind Jamal. So I said, Hell okay, yeah. let's just change who your ire is against. If your ire was against the fans, now your ire is against this a-hole wrestler right here. Yeah. And we had built up uh, Jack Verville just organically as well. Mm-hmm. When, put, when, when, Jack, when Jack. Jack won the title, yeah, out, Jack. Oh, Jack Verville. When he won Maybe. the title, there was never a plan of when he's going to lose it. So it happens to be about a two year run. And again, we're not running every show, so it wasn't like 24 title defenses. But Jamal was on the up here, and the crowd organically got into him. And we ran the angle one night where Jamal was the surprise in a six-man tag. He was the mystery partner to go against Jack. And I'm filming filming this bad boy, and I just hear the crowd when we play his music. They're like, yes, it's Jamal. Awesome. That kind of caught me by like already a little bit. That kind of caught me. You caught off? Yeah. Because I was like. What were you expecting? Like they brought me in as a heel. Yeah. Well, you never had like a real face turn. It was just who who you were wrestling and where you were directing Again, where you're directing your emotions. In fact, I don't know. It was just shocking. A little taken back. That's I, mean, I just you embraced it, though, from I there. I did. Yeah, Plus, from there on. hey, for everyone out there, like, no one really gave Jamal the rub yet. No one, no one ever uh-huh. strapped a rocket to him. No one ever gave yeah. him this platform to succeed and be a top guy. This man been killing it too. Got me, got me twice. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, 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 hey, hey, he was, he was better than those two days. But this was a situation where I, you know, I felt Jamal. I vibed with him. We got along about wrestling. I was like, okay, and he's a hell of an athlete. Of course, it's not based on friendship. Right. But like, okay, let's give him a shot now. Like, let's let him try this. And then, of course, he wins the title. That was fantastic. We happened to run for about two years there. How many title defenses? Like The first time he had about nine. Yeah. I think. I I want to say, I think it was nine. I don't think we hit ten. But we were putting it over. For some reason, I thought you were in double digits. I I thought I was double digits, too. He might have hit ten. I might have did the taker, boy. Let's go to cage match and figure it out. Hell yeah. And then so so after that, he had lost it to another fan favorite in Tommy Vendetta. So we just kind of naturally told this story of, oh, man, Jamal feels like he's gotten outshined by the flavor of the month. They started taking to this other guy just the same way they took to Jamal because because Tommy came in as a heel. And that was organic, too. That was very organic. Uh, so there we did have a loose plan and like, okay, well, we know how many shows. We've got like five shows or whatever between now and the end of the year. Let's do this storytelling here where Jamal started getting fed up in matches. 
uh, when he did get his uh, title rematch, part of a four-way match. He lo- he Fire match, by the way. Yeah, Dang. fire match. Uh, check it out on IWTV. Hey, <laughs> and also King's Day that just came out. Yes, indeed. Yeah, uh, check it out. But so he he loses he loses the match, but he doesn't take the fall. And then we did. Mm. That's where we turned him. Like all his frustration came out in that post-match moment mm-hmm. against Tommy. And yeah, it's off to the races again. Oh, man, yeah, it was dope. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Hey man, but look, that was I a mean, fun story that we told was, over about five it was, months. It was, it was pretty dope. Like did it fly by, five did it go by quick. What did it fly by quick for you? Like, like which one? Now, like now looking back when you're the whole run, the, the whole, whole run, the whole thing, like from beginning yeah. to now. The first title run flew by, but Even that was, was two years. Yeah, and that was two years. We had COVID. And yeah, I mean, we didn't have COVID, but we COVID yeah. existed. It, right. it came into the world. It came. The and first title run shows. was like wow, because it was like. It went by so quick. Yeah. To me, but it was two years. But it was like, it was dope. Like, I enjoyed every moment of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Second title run, though. Yeah, That's I the fucked one. with it. That's yeah. The one. I ain't going to cap. I, don't, I ain't never said this. I ain't never said this. I ain't never said this. Talk to me. Never said this. This Go is ahead. that drink champ shit. You the man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say Fuck it. it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Losing it and then getting it back is dope. Yeah, it really it, it is really. some shit. It's some and shit I don't think the crowd thought you were gonna win. This was the last oh. match of the year. Yeah, and it was in Tommy's more his wheelhouse, the uh, extreme Calcasca yeah. Street Fight, as we it dubbed was, it. It was uh, it was dope. I'm not gonna. It was just on some shit because I ain't. How can I put this? Like the first title run. It was nice. Like winning the title. Like the first time. Shout out to Purdy, great. by the way. I yeah, say shout out to Purdy. You know what I mean? Uh, the first title run was great. It was nice. Winning the title from Jack, it was dope. Yeah, big moment. <laughs> it was a big moment. And they cheered me. Yes. I feel like the shock and the... Because one kid told Tommy, Tommy, you're my hero. Uh, yes. And, I, and then I beat him. And then, you beat him. So then the shock or like just the... Booze that came after it was just I don't know hit hit harder hit hit but a little that's hit a little harder that's just proof know, to our, yeah proof to our listeners we don't give you candy all the time yeah. you know you got to have some some downs to go with ups do you, I'm about to say like do you and, and I, it's subjective maybe but do you enjoy seeing the crowd home happy or Seeing them with that little bit of like, I, I get a kick out of both, but at the end of the day, I want to I want to send them home happy. Here's the thing: you can do both without it being negative. Bad sending them home unhappy right. is the draw, the non finish, the stupid thing they didn't want to see at all happen. You know, like go home like, heat, like Steve Austin's like a, a uh, heel, turn. heel turn type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just as a broad example. Um, do you not like what? What type of do you like a dusty finish? No, you don't. I don't. You like Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> Just that word triggers me. Oh, yeah. word Memphis. <laughs> you didn't even say a Memphis finish. You just said Memphis. Uh, I got him. What would, what would be like, damn, because you say you don't need a budget or like you would like to have. I'm, I'm fine working with scraps, man. Not that I'm saying my wrestling is scraps, but yeah, 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 yeah. like like I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried if you about. you have your dream scenario, like would it be, Ooh. like would you have like once a month, 12 months? 
actually like what a dream you, scenario as yeah, far as an indie do? goes yeah. is every six weeks. Because I do got to think of that as from the fans' perspective. Us as wrestlers, we will run a triple shot every weekend. Yeah, I like that. You know, really that's like true. Five, five, six, yeah. We will run a triple shot every weekend. But if you're in the same area or town or whatever, you can't expect that out of people. So I would rather ask them, hey, please come enjoy my event every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I'll do my damnedest to have a good one for you. Uh, and that doesn't happen. But as long as we're, we're literally saying what's ideal, I'm obviously good with every four weeks because that's the standard. Yeah. And I'm comfortable in that as well. But every if I had more, months. if I had more uh, overall control of the universe, yeah, yeah, I do like an every six weeks type we thing. Was, we was talking at the beginning of the podcast. You, you were saying like if you like putting a show together, like yeah. what goes into that? You were saying you, you try to check these three bullet points or right. what you want to get out. How'd you come to that method? That is from Gabe Sapolsky directly, uh, a wonderful shoot called Gabe's Book of Secrets after he got fired from Ring of Honor. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs and I sat down and listened to that one night, and that was super fun because uh, Gabe's a guy that, you know, had Paul Heyman there to coach him through, and really he got to, you know, watch it from a side seat, passenger seat, whatever you want to say. And he had a, a, a lot of smart wrestlers around him as well. I mean, I don't know, I don't know the exactly the, the Genesis story here, but, but Gabe innovated things with wrestling. And that's, that was something he said is like, what are my three things to do on the, the show? And um, generally for chainsaw is like, we got to, you know, what, what is the draw? Right. Whether it be a guest star or a stipulation match. I, I'd r- always rather, on any indie show. Like, I would rather my draw be the people that we have every show. Yeah. Like, that's the goal, is not to just bring in uh, some random person and try to get some people off the streets. Like, I want... Draw that bitch. Yeah, yeah. I want want them to be invested in you guys, the ones that are really putting your nose to the grindstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to show that respect for all you guys. Uh, And usually it's like, how does this benefit the championship? Yeah. What story does this tell? The worst thing, not the worst, but one of the worst things you can do in wrestling is just put on matches for the sake of matches. I couldn't tell this guy no. (laughs) You know, I like, in a way, I like challenging people. Be like, hey, you really want to be on this show? We'll, like, get at this level. Yeah, hell yeah. put, Put in the work, come here. Especially with Chainsaw is three hours away. So I commend you for even saying that because one thing, as a wrestler speaking, I Mm -hmm. don't like is um, everything's a job. Everything everything is is a job, and I feel like everything comes with requirements for that job. Yeah. It'd be nice for the person who promotes books, whatever, of that show to just come out and say, hey, you know, you want to get on the show? These are the things that I would like to see uh, for you to be able to get on. And that I feel like that opens up more lines, not just communication, but just all, like, really honesty. Because a lot of guys is mm-hmm. going to that show, you know, waiting for their time, helping out with the ring, whatever, busting ass for a couple months, and they just haven't gotten that answer. If they're able to get that answer, of like, all right, well, maybe I yeah. need to work on this more. Mm-hmm. They're okay, yeah. that's something I can aim for. And so that's cool that you're at least able to reach them ground level in that sense of like, say, hey, this is what I see. This is what you can be. Mm-hmm. This is what you can get to. Yeah, to that level and and stuff. really too, uh, as someone who runs shows, you got to have standards, man. Oh, yeah. 
because uh, you guys as wrestlers have probably seen like flyers and stuff. You're like, oh, what is this dog shit? Oh, it's this guy. I'm going to say it on the show. <laughs> like, why, why is this talent on the show? Like, what are the standards? What's the bare minimum here? Um, but yeah. In the car. Yeah, absolutely. What's the bare minimum? Yeah, what's the bare minimum to get there? But I, but I love having a new talent come in and say, hey, I know you do this. I don't super like that. Will you try it this way? Cause so at least I have a, at least I have a solution for it. Mm-hmm. Not That's all, not always to just put a cap on someone. Right. right. Yeah. I actually, um, one like weird kind of ring of honor story, uh, was when ACH came in and he was doing the, if to ring of honor, he was doing the Kamehameha. Yeah. He was doing that Dragon Ball Z ish. And I can't remember, honestly, I can't remember if it was Cornet or Delirious, but they were just like, Hey, that's cute. <laughs> I can see Cornette saying that. It's not our flavor. Please don't try that. Uh-huh. And ACH got over, brother. He didn't need that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't need it. But if no one told him, probably would have happened. Right. Someone would have sold it. Yeah. A non-existent fireball. What do you think are the biggest issues in the business right now? Uh, you, you mean like your top three. Top three pet peeves or issues that you may see or have in the business. I mean, there's still a perception that just this will be, might be divisive uh just because wwe makes the most money they're the best company right I see. there's that and it's they have a very different style i want to say very different but they have a different presentation and we literally saw it with the pandemic they sold no tickets and had the most productive year ever based on business decisions so like to say Oh, well, you're not good because you're not in WWE. That's, that's subjective. Ooh, yeah, that's exactly. Subjective. That's very subjective, that's and, subjective. And that's just very critical of someone who's like, well, you don't know the facts, my man. Like, yeah. Yeah. sorry I didn't know the right person or I'm not in the right family or I'm not their body type yeah. type thing. Like, there's so many reasons people aren't in WWE. Um, and that doesn't make them any less. Any less than anybody. Yeah, that doesn't. Or, or other companies, like, it doesn't make them any less of a company because they're not this you see high standard. What's about What did you see in ROH? Because I what believe... What did I see? Yeah. What do you mean? Because the, me and you talked, we feel, I feel like there was, like, three or four different peaks in ROH where it was just yeah. the best wrestling oh, show Oh, yeah, yeah. For me, I really liked um, the... I liked a lack of cartooniness. Basically, there's... There, we all say it like there needs to be a balance between your in-ring and a storytelling situation or entertain sorry between entertainment and in-ring like that's just it there's a balance i like the balance better in ring of honor i like that i I like always kept it to a competition though yeah yep keeping a competition um i like that it was taken more seriously i you know, and they had clever things. Like, honestly, some of their heels early on, you see this in AEW now, is like your WWE prototype guys. Because we all hate that prototype. Yeah. We, cha- we, we chase it and we hate it at the same time. Yeah. So, like, it, it's a wonderful thing to have, like, like with Jericho's group now, the, you know, the sports, entertainment, sports entertainers in this pro wrestling setting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing there. Uh, but yeah, Ring of Honor was always like I, I liked the action. I I liked these new wrestlers, and I feel like people always had they always had something to prove. How you get started there? 
I don't even think I, I asked you that. I I think that's where I met you too. At a Ring of Honor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. That or Shotwell's show. But you tell me. You all got there when I uh it was lost a, it, the steals? No. It was a you were in a tag match and then they they just blew you guys off with the Cold Brothers. I think I think Ring of Honor. It was, was Ring of Honor that. then. Okay, so um, I it's it's kind of like a many many connecting things, but the the prior the one prior to Ring of Honor was that I was filming at Shimmer for Dave Prezak, and Prezak worked in Ring of Honor. So when they needed a cameraman in the Midwest, he was able to vouch for me, and then I came in and built from there. But that was my in was was Prezak due to Shimmer. And you done seen some shit there. Never bring about some it. shit. So a cornet flipped out uh. in Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, I was there the weekend that Sinclair bought Ring of Honor. Oh damn! And they're com- they're they're like the Sinclair people showed up in Chicago Ridge to damn. talk about the sale. Uh, went to Baltimore to the Sinclair offices while they were kind of pitching this new Ring of Honor to people and offering contracts and. Therefore, pre-tapes, uh, one thing our boy Chris Moore and I have been sending back and forth are, like, hype videos from Ring of Honor, oh, specifically, yeah. like, Jay Lethal and Truth Martini ones. Okay. Check out the best in the world. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Shout, shout out Truth and shout out Chris yeah. Moore. Yeah. Shout out Jay Lethal. Yeah. But so, so, you know, we didn't just film the events. We did the pre-tapes. And I, that's something... Uh, I think I have to offer is because I was at so many of these Ring of Honor pre-tapes where we're doing multiple promos, you know, for weeks in advance, for storylines that haven't even happened, and hearing this collaboration between Delirious, the talent, and if there was anyone nearby, Lethal was always really good at, like, just because he cared. He was a locker room leader, and he cared, and he would sit there during people's promos when he's not doing them and say, no. You need to go harder on this. Mm. You need to try saying this. That's that synergy right there. Yeah, 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 exactly. And no one knows until now when I'm blurting it here that Jay Lethal was a part of that. But, like, that's that's selflessness right right there is the ability to help other people. Yeah. So we would see these promos, and and my thought process with Ring of Honor was uh, when they're on Sinclair, it's like they're on these, you know, kind of hard-to-find stations that – unless you're a hardcore fan, if you do happen to catch this show at this point and some guy comes out and they're talking and they look a certain way, but they're literally just saying words about tonight in Baltimore, it's me and you (laughs) one-on-one. And last time you got up on me, but this time it's going to be different and I'm going to walk out with the one, two, three. Yeah, I feel like that's like verbatim. A lot of the promos. He, right. right. Like he just, that right yeah. there, folks, was a terrible promo because I said nothing. I just wasted your time. Yep. And I'm sorry for that. I want to have content. <laughs> he said words, and he's like, I'm sorry. I just sorry. said yeah. words, and I, I want to have con- – I, I want content in there. I uh-huh. want to know who you are specifically. Okay. I want to tell the story of why this match is important, why this event is important. Like, now – just with the, the way we promote everything online, you know, we're on Facebook and, and YouTube. And you know what else is on Facebook and YouTube? Freaking everything, Everybody. man. We are competing with the entire internet. Oh, yeah. If you waste 10 seconds of my time when I'm on my phone, I'm like, Psh, 
next. Yeah. Even five. Honestly, yeah. A lot of people, yeah. TikTok is, is huge. These, I mean, these 30 second promos yep. where nothing is said or a minute or worse, if it's a four minute promo and you didn't Yikes. say nothing, man. Four minutes of saying nothing. Take effing two. That's yeah, the other yeah, phrase. Right. Yeah. Is like, let's give the people something here. Like, let's make it worth their time for even clicking on this link or letting or not scrolling past the autoplay video. Have there been any promos that you have to that you had to, I guess, help alter that came out great? I'd like oh, to say so. Yeah. yeah. Tell him, Jamal. He doesn't help me a lot. Don't yeah. Yeah. No hey, you God. remember that first time first time you wrestled Shogun? We went to that gym. Mm-hmm. Went to a gym. Yeah. Film for like Hours for real. about an hour, yeah, about an hour. probably five takes. Yeah. You know, we had to do had to do some downtime, and we didn't. It wasn't, wasn't one take more like right. I am now. <laughs> well, I appreciate the atmosphere. Yeah, I appreciate. So we was at the gym. Yeah, that, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. I had blonde hair. It was dope though. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. You're welcome. He does. Yeah. I was bald. <laughs> Things have changed Things have drastically. Changed, but we went in there, and um, you know, Jamal had his idea. I had my idea. And generally, I like to, I definitely want to let everyone try their idea because maybe it's the greatest thing ever and I just didn't think of it. Right. And that's cool. I love being wrong. Love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one had, of those things yeah. that's missing in wrestling. Had, love being wrong. Have you ever had that happen, though, where like something, like you drew something up? Yeah. And then the, the, the talent was all like, nah, fuck it. And then they went out there and killed it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah, man. How you feel when that happens? Great. You're like, damn, they did it. You trust you trust your best player though. Yeah, I do trust my best players. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, that's a good that's a good thing. It's But that's a good thing to have as like I mean, a showrunner. Like, yeah, yeah. you've got to have some I humility. I don't, want, I don't know about showrunner, bro. You don't know about I don't it? Know. Bro, I, think you I was trying to get a t shirt, bro. Yeah. I was trying to get a t shirt here. See, I'm trying to make it work. Showrunner, man. Come on, work with it. Showrunner Mike Z. Yeah. No, but how do you feel like when like like having faith in like your talent. Oh, I love it. And honestly, um, as much as I talk about going through things with a fine tooth comb, it's like the talent that I have on these shows. Trust, yeah. yeah. Like that's yeah. why we're using these guys. Aaron O'Ryan. Right. Just shout as out, said, Jack Verville, the whole vet card. Mm-hmm. My boys here at the table, the purge, I know it. you know, there's so many guys. It's like, all right, I know exactly how they're, that they're going to deliver. Right. And more to my standard of wrestling, because even though, uh, you know, we may be doing shows in small towns, wherever it may be, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to put on small town wrestling. Hell no. Especially when you do have a platform like the events on IWTV, it's like, okay, this is the hardest hardcore fans spending <laughs> $10 a month yep. or $100 a year for the one year service <laughs> to get... All these hours of professional wrestling, live and on demand. Right. And those are, like, fans who see a lot of stuff. So if you give them the same old drop-down leapfrog arm drag, Mm -hmm. clap for myself, like... Come on. Yeah, that's where we're turning away. I'm like, give, give them something cool. So, right, right. so the even bigger indies, like the ones that we're not necessarily at, 
So those people get a spotlight. So AEW Dark gets you on there. Like, I want you gone. I want everyone out of here. <laughs> go on to some bigger and better things. Yeah, go go make some more that's, money. That's energy mindset, though, of like, hey, we're going to keep this revolving door open mm-hmm. based off of people's growth. Yes. Like, based off of people's growth. Yeah. And it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, once you get in here, you're getting enhanced almost. Hopefully. Because of the pe- because of the minds that, that yeah. now that wrestler is around now. I, I really love that you know? the, the developmental territory, as it was called. Mm-hmm. You know, when that stuff came around. And yeah. um I actually did I did get the tapes when Heyman went to OVW. And you know, that was a week week by week uh episodes. Those were so oh yeah. Jamal, we gotta have a sit down and watch some of those. <laughs> I if I can find these damn DVDs, but uh, that was some cool stuff to see to, to see Brent Albright and CM Punk mm. and Johnny Jeter and all these guys and gals just growing week by week. And and he was real. That was something also he was really good at doing was there'd be four titles: mm. men's title, women's title, TV title, and tag team titles. So like every other week, there was a focus on let's just say it's the world title and the tag team titles. And the other week is the focus on the TV title and women's title. And, you know, on those off weeks, they were still maybe covered, but just in the background. Right. Because they only had an hour to put things over. Balance. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great balance. Real important. Yeah. Especially when they was doing, you said they was doing week to week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, they had like a WB. Mm. It was like WB. How long do you think wrestling should be? Yeah, what's the magic hour? Everyone says 90 minutes, man. I mean, I for a TV show, yeah, 90 minutes. I can agree with that. Yeah. Then that's not the two hours minus commercials. Legit, like, a 90-minute show type thing. But, man, people complain. <laughs> this was something I said in the car with Truth and Jimmy once. It was like, someone was talking about how hard it is. It's got to be so hard to write WWE. You got three hours of Raw and two hours of SmackDown <laughs> plus these side ones and pay-per-views. Right. And I just sit there and say, man... I'd love that responsibility. <laughs> like real, that's the person you need in charge is someone who wants all this time yes. to help grow people and, and grow the product. Yeah. yeah. And grow the product in general. Cause you know, you're still going to be pushing your main event guys and making them into legends yeah. in the future. Oh, yeah. But like, I would love that. I hate using it as an excuse. Like there's just too many hours to write. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Right. Especially with all the talent available. Yeah, because yeah. they have no uh, boundaries. Yeah, no. They, they have no limits. They can use they anyone they want. They, they could call Tito Santana and say, hey, come in for a segment real they, quick. And he will, will, he's not going to say no. <laughs> he's not. not no. Tito will not say no. He's not going to say no. Cut the check. He's going to be there. Listen. I'm here. He's not even cut the check. I don't know what he's doing. He might be bored at home. He's, I'm just here. I need, some, I need something to do. Just being know? a grandpa. And if he can't get Tito, get Virgil. <laughs> Virgil's that, always available. So, like, what do you see yourself now? I guess in the next two or three years, in terms of the wrestling business, where do you see see yourself like being? I don't know, and I'm okay with that. I like that. Um, I like that. We haven't discussed it, but I was in Philadelphia the last year, and so I was like 20 minutes from the ECW arena, mm. legit, mm. and. I did one show there. I just didn't seek it out. Um, it was hard to like, I don't know, just for other people to follow through on stuff. And I could have obviously, you know, I could have drove to more shows and taken weekends off and right. go do as much as I want. Um, but 
even being in that epicenter of stuff, it just it was kind of an, an off year. Although I was still able to come back for chainsaw shows every time one of those happens. So about seven or eight, seven or eight Michigan shows, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I was very no, but I was it was, but I was very fulfilled just doing that. So like, um. I don't know where I'm going to be in three years. Right. Uh, my girlfriend will have a, she'll be working at a different place and I'm following her. Right. Right. You know, unless I'm become the breadwinner, right. which is not possible, but I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I'm just vibing. It's not with likely. It. I'm just vibing with the situation. So yeah, if I don't have some job with a major company, like I'm cool with that. I've done the things I've done. I'm doing the things I'm doing. I'm just Zen happy with it. I like that. I don't know. If that yeah. sound, if that sounds lame no, or false, no, 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 not at all. I think you should be happy with. It's also how you grow. You. I feel like yeah. even more. Like, oh, yeah. If you're happy with like what what you're doing, then you right? To, like, yeah, grow. yeah. And you give yourself that room to grow. You yeah. give yourself that room to grow. Seems that's good. Happy in your space, bro. Because when I stopped working at Ring of Honor, I was quite butthurt. <laughs> more or less, <laughs> you know, I felt like I and I did. I felt underutilized. Uh, it's okay because that company basically doesn't exist anymore. Talking about it, <laughs> like I felt very underutilized. Um, yeah, I felt like I could add so much more, and I, I felt like there were things that I could focus on and say, "Hey, this can get better." Like we already have the tools. Let's do it. This let's go this way. Um, mm. Without, then that's not like broad strokes of this guy should be champion type thing. Right, right. But there was definitely a lot, a lot of things. And, and wherever I could get my fingers in, even just like, um, I mean, sometimes I would, not sometimes, pretty much before every show, uh, so Bobby Cruz didn't have to do it, I would get on the microphone and put over the merchandise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, hey, we've got Bullet Club shirts, and we've got these. We've got the new release uh, DVDs, mm-hmm. hats and koozies. Uh, not just trying to not sound like a barker while I'm doing it. Uh, And we also always had those meet and greets. So I was like, hey, the American Wolves are out there for a meet and greet. Uh, The Kingdom is there. Uh, You know, Steve Carino is doing a special meet and greet today, whatever it would be. And I was just trying to help in that way, like get get more money for other people and not make Bobby Cruz do work. (laughs) Make that shit better. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I mean, you say you did everything, but I was going to ask, like, if you had any... Thing that you haven't done that you want to do, but I guess like off of that, just like the that content happiness, mm-hmm. yeah, that zen, yeah, yeah, Where am I? and and I I've been able to like dip my finger in almost all these important places. Um, at WWE, I actually worked with my good friend Jackie Palumbo okay. as a PA on Total Divas for two episodes when there was a swing in Michigan. Mm. Oh, so I was nice. backstage at you know backstage yeah. at Raw and SmackDown, which was super cool. It was okay. like a live SmackDown on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, we gotta look this up. This is right after TLC, uh, maybe like 2014. 14. I think it's like 2014. Yeah. Uh, it was right after that. It was just Midwest Swing, mm. Michigan, in Michigan, and Detroit, in Detroit, and Grand Rapids. Uh, I got to work for Impact. Mm. I filmed a couple shows in Ohio for them. That was a lot of fun. Oh man, that, that and that was a lot of fun. And Sammy Callahan was a big help there. It was just like, hey, we're gonna do this thing in the main event. Like, get it? Like, okay, cool. So I, <laughs> I, I got up there. They're basically they were fighting out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. So from ringside, I put my hand on this uh, 
this pole that was there, not the ring pole, and stood up on the top of the guardrail uh-huh. in order to film it from <laughs> from that angle. It's like, I'll do anything for the shot, he man. I will do anything for the shot. I will lay down. I will sit down on my butt in order to get some action that's happening on the ground. Oh, yeah. Like I will stretch in all sorts of flamingo like positions just to get the shot. Um, and, uh, you know, on, on an indie level, like I got to work for CZW. Mm-hmm. I did commentary. I did commentary on a show with Dave Prezak and I'd filmed a show. I filmed a couple Shakaras, which nice. was great. Cause I love, I was a big Shakara fan. Um, got to work at AAW nice. in, in, uh, Chicago, yep. obviously the shimmer stuff. IWA Mid South for a long time, doing like ring announcing, commentary, sometimes filming those, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. So it's it's and just great. Around. It's just yeah, it's just nice, even if it's you know for one night to say, hey, I got to work at these places. Any Canadian stuff? Canadian, um, north, north of the border. border. Uh, n- nothing outside of Ring of Honor, but oh, okay. my thirtieth birthday was in Toronto. That was super cool. Hey. Shout, shout out. It was, a, it was a TV taping, so I basically got to relive it for four more weeks afterwards oh, yeah. <laughs> of episodes. And shout outs to Jimmy Jacobs post-show. Everyone's in the back before uh, Delirious says like his hoo-ha or hoorah type speech. Jimmy goes, hold on, hold on, hold on guys. I got something to say. Uh, it's Mike Z's birthday. <laughs> shout, shout out to Jimmy, Jimmy Jacobs, man. He's a good brother. And also shout out Toronto. I will be... There Ooh. next week for Lucha Demand or Demand. Toronto's a Demand Lucha, yeah, Demand Lucha, awesome, yeah. Toronto's a fantastic city, and they have great wrestling fans. Like it's always much appreciated. Oh so. yeah, shouts out to those wrestling fans, man. And y'all gonna see me throwing the shit out of mm. Jody, Jody Threat next next week. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> you ever beat up a woman before? Uh, in the ring, in the ring. Kalahari, yes. Cal- huh? Kalahari, Jocelyn. Oh okay, yeah. Jocelyn. Okay, I was. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Oh yeah, K- KD Arquette, I suplexed her. Mm. That's dope. Yeah, that was great. That's dope. It's just suplex women. Just suplex women. Hey, you get in the ring, get suplex. Yeah, they are. Hey, anybody liable to get hit with anything <laughs> in the ring? It's like Oprah. You can get. I swear that was said in uh, Ready to Rumble. What he said, don't step in the ring, you'll get hit with a phone. And he object. stepped in. And she, no, yeah, she, she stepped, stepped in. in. Got hit with a ladder. You like ready to rumble? Oh, that's funny. Foreign objects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to see where that's at on my Apple TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, shout out to Shogun for uh, threatening to suplex my dad once. He came, o- <laughs> he came over to the house, and my dad goes to shake his hand. And he's like, oh, man, we don't got to do that. We do a hug. And just <laughs> all of a sudden, he, like, pops his hips. He's like, bear hug my dad real quick, pops his hips, and just teases, suplex. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he was about to <laughs> overhead belly to belly him onto the linoleum. I, lo- I still lose my shit thinking about that. Had feet up in the air. He's ready. <laughs> Papa Z, what's up, man? I hope, hope you're doing well, man. He's a good man. But, yeah, bro. So, like, now, I'm, I'm, we, got, we got about six minutes left. Mm. Um, I feel like there's going to be a part two to this. Only I feel if like, I'm invited. Oh, Not inviting myself. Man, you know. I'm Jake. Not so, yeah, we come. Okay. We got it. We got it. It's on tape. Yeah, Thanks, Purdy. <laughs> but I uh, I guess I'm, I'm, I mean, shit. I want to know what was. What was your favorite year of wrestling? Like your ultimate, like your most memorable year in or out of the business? What's oh, your favorite man. year? You know what's what's really crazy, Shogun, is like the time happens and I'll be like, man, that was yesterday. No, it was 2011. <laughs> so like time kind of flies by. 
but Jamal and I were talking about like the hot points of Ring of Honor, and it was probably that 2014 when the Bullet Club was super hot. That was hot. I took this yeah. video. I need to go back on my Instagram at the Michael Z Z E E. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were in we were in Texas, and there was a large group of wrestlers doing like their pre-show meet and greets. But the Bullet Club was all at one table. Right. And I film from the Bullet Club, pan to the right, and it's the entire building. Damn. Like, the entire building is li- is in line to meet Bullet Club. Damn, bro. And you can see some of the, <laughs> the other people that weren't involved in the Bullet Club one just sitting there. But I kid you not, like, everyone who came to that show was there to see Bullet Club. Damn. And they were so hot. Mm. It was so cool. It was the night, it was the night that um, Steve Amell did like he was in the tag match arrow came back yeah arrow arrow <laughs> showed up it was like last week like in the last week there was like by the way steven mel is gonna like wrestle at the show <laughs> so that's so crazy but now bullet club was so hot it was such an amazing act it was when cody was there and the bucks and oh, yeah. and i'm pretty sure kenny was on this one and hangman's in the mix yep. uh yeah that was a lot of fun just being being where where wrestling was cool and I, and I knew, too. I was like, hey, guys, it's not that Ring of Honor is cool. It's that this New Japan Bullet Club thing is cool. But, hey, let's ride that wave. Oh, yeah. Like, let's respect that. The Bullet and Club was a movement. It was, was like man. Movement, bro, yeah. Like, mm, 2013, 2016. That was yeah. a movement, bro. That was like, yeah, that 20. Move, like, everyone yeah, had a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that was the new NWO Austin three. You had the shirts and mm-hmm. Hot Topic. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's what really, I feel like they got wrestling T-shirts and Hot Topic. They did. Yeah, that's did. the I truth. That's, that. Definitely. That's where. It, as as in, as in it wasn't like New Japan talking to them. It was like yeah. the Bucks. Was, yeah. So talking to them. Yeah, I ain't going to cap. They, that was a movement, bro. Yeah. Everybody had that shirt. Three yeah. years hot. Three years. Actually, three, four years, three or four years. Yeah, at least as far as hot. Wait, at least I mean, it's been day. happening for a long time. I mean, it's right. happening yeah. since I mean, Finn Balor did. It was definitely yeah. hot when they, when Devin, like when Devin was there. But that was that just was a different level, though. At that point, different yeah. level, different yeah. level. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It was a movement. 2013, yeah, 2016. That's a movement. It definitely hit different. Definitely yeah. hit different. And then when like Marty came, like the big Marty reveal, and yeah. Adam Cole joining the yep. group. There, I mean, how was the experience like, like in the crowd for the Marty reveal? Uh, actually. The Marty reveal is in is in uh, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that motherfucker. Yeah, we got, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, so we had some experience doing these blackout reveals, mm-hmm. and I was lucky that most of the time I got to do ringside filming. So after the first one, I was just like, "Hey, I can," because we were all on headsets. I'm like in the production meeting. I'm just like, "I mean, I can see what's happening in the ring before the lights are on." So like, I'll cue you. <laughs> you know, right. send homeboy down, and I'll say. Okay, lights. So, uh, I and this was a cool thing that I had this rapport with the guys, especially like Adam Cole was really cool. Uh, I'd just be like, hey, what are you guys going to do so I can capture this? Because right. a, a lot of filming in wrestling is anticipation. A lot of it. And you can't teach instincts. Like, it's, like, it's so, that's so... Uh, misinterpreted right you know but as far as this goes this is a non-wrestling segment it's like okay we're gonna be here and i've got these four cameras to go with i'm like okay well they're gonna be on this camera here that i'm operating so here's like the angle we can do and everything so it was like uh 
I, I basically I set it up so I'm behind Adam Cole in the Bucks, and I've got the front shot of Marty. And then opposite me is the other floor camera guy. And he, so he's getting the Cole reaction and everything. They're cutting between the two. But like that, yeah, that was, that was huge. When Marty debuted there and got to be like, all right, hit the lights. We did, they did the, the super kicks and the kisses. Production magic right there. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun doing that. We did that with like the uh, Punishment Martinez on one of his entrances, which became like mm. part of the Ring of Honor opening. I'm like, okay, cool. That's my shot. Like I'm standing on the apron and I'm just, I'm holding the top rope, filming on my right arm and just leaning back to get the most wide <laughs> shot I can get. Because again, I'll do anything for the shot. We're doing all the DDP yoga. <laughs> yep. Yep. Getting the fire in the background from the stage. Hell yeah! Dope. So like Good that, shit. I, I just saw it all in my head. Just now. yeah, I saw it too. I'm like damn, from two perspectives yeah. though. Me and the crowd looking at him do that, and, and him doing video that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like anything, everything. But it's cool. Yeah, it's cool when those shots live on, or if I can go on YouTube and be like, okay, cool. Here's something that's not stuck behind a paywall. Hey, I filmed this ringside. Right. right. Dope. It's always fun to watch. Yeah. And that's the, the great thing about our current situation at MCPW, searching Mr. Chainsaw on IWTV. Check it out. Yeah. Please do. We, uh, you know, it's, it's this one camera shot, but I definitely feel like I get everything in there. And luckily no. we did a lot. We did the two shows live stream this yeah. past June. Uh, but anytime you can check those out, I, you know, I stand by those shows and I'm just glad that, these things I film can live oh, on. Oh, don't get it twisted. Some good camera work. Good uh, camera work. You. Good camera yeah. work. How do you, what can I say? Real quick before we, uh, I don't know how much time we got left. Building a brand. How you built the uh, MCPW. Uh, reputation my- goes a long way. And again, having your standards, mm-hmm. living up to them, and continuing good word of word of mouth is great. Uh, but no, we couldn't, we could not have done it without Mikey and, you know, being able to get these venues, get these sponsors, uh, make all the financial deals to have everyone compensated on the shows. It's one of the few places you guys know that you're going to get water and pizza mm-hmm. every show mm-hmm. and you're going to get paid before you wrestle. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ain't no hot dogs and handshakes over here. You know what I'm saying no, you know what your deal is when you come in and, and even at any show I do, it's like, cause I don't handle the money side of stuff, but I want people to get something out of like, what, what are you gaining by being on this show? If it's not, specifically compensation with money. Right. What did you learn? What connection did you, did you get to meet this outside guy? Yeah, yeah. Did you get to sell merchandise? Did I put you in a good spot on the show in order to sell more merchandise? Uh, what did you learn? How are you a better wrestler today than Hell you yeah. were this morning? Yeah. Anything you got like advice wise for yeah, I was looking to get into MCPW because everybody always come up to me asking how can I do this? <laughs> uh, You've got to be able to offer. You see how serious I said that? Like, tell them over the microphone so they can stop asking me. Listen, you've got to be able to deliver something that is not small town and uh, not something I can just see anyone else do. You know, know how to present yourself, be an interesting character, and someone who is passionate about using this platform to better themselves. So you're talking about originality and being a professional. Yeah. Team player. Team player definitely goes along with it. Yeah. Also ATM. Always trust Mike. I'm not going to lead you wrong. I like that. I like that. Hey man, you got to go ATM. Put that on the back of the shirt. ATM's on the back of the shirt. Oh yeah. I want to, I want to sell the, I'm a Mike Z homeboy shirt. 
like the Paul Heyman guy. Yeah. yeah. And then of course I need the female one because I'm all about the women as well. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Mike Z home girl. There you go. There you go. Start rocking those. You guys get Z your you guys boys. get your own comp shirts. There you go, man. Thank start you. selling the brand. On a pie. Triple X. <laughs> Triple X. You know it. But yeah, man. Um, you want to do the rapid fire? Yeah. Oh yeah. goodness. Rapid fire. Rapid That's fire. My worst we just fear. got five rapid qu- five five rapid questions. Five is my favorite number. Word? Is it? Ever since I was a kid. Three ain't enough. Wait, hold on. What's your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite color? Orange. That's. That's wild. Yeah, I can't see that though. I ain't. This motherfucker ain't never. I'm a right. I'm a right brain person. Uh. Well, my birthday. My birthday is May fifth, Cinco de Mayo. So maybe it's that five five thing. I was like, okay, five's my number. Star Wars or no? Nah. Nah. I've probably. I've probably never fully seen the first three Mm. chronologically that they put out. And everything else just got really boring and too in depth. I love you say May fifth. Sorry, like, I ain't, May fourth ain't, hey, that that ain't, ain't with it. Ain't me. That's the ain't me. Floor, May the fourth be with y'all. <laughs> right, right, right. Not with me, <laughs> bro. Um, so, Shawn Michaels Bret Hart. Shawn. Although I did, you know, come in on the Bret Hart, uh, this the stream. Uh, I don't know, the come up. Hey, so the day we're recording this Wednesday <laughs> is 30 years since Brett first won the WWF title from, from Ric Flair. What? Yo! Oh, hey, up in Saskatoon, baby! Hey. Look at that. Look, God. It's on the record date. <laughs> that's, that's Prior dope. to that's the release dope. date. Look at that, that uh, the knowledge. Serendipity. Yeah, I about to say, historian right there. right there. You got you to know the past. Oh, yeah. He just brought that up. People are always like, oh, what do you know about Bruno Sammartino? Like, I met him once. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, I know right, Bruno. Right. I know Bruno. What do you know about Bruno? <laughs> you don't know this guy. Like, yeah, I do. Uh, I used to watch tapes, yeah, magazines. You, you, you asked like five different questions a little earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. We did. But we but we going now. I lost count. Yeah. Breakfast or brunch? I like brunch. Uh, brunch guy? Yeah. I, I mean, say, I only asked that question because you said orange. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That came but it's not about what I have for brunch. It's just that I'm more of a late riser. Mm. I also like breakfast for dinner. That's that's dope, though. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, because I feel go- like you get real full and then you go to bed. Exactly. Let's go to Cracker breakfast, Barrel. Yeah. Like and go fall asleep really you up. watching Bret Hart matches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to know your favorite match now. Yeah. See, I knew you guys would do favorite this and that. And Not I'm, even favorite. Give me like top top three. Three. Yeah. Top keep three. it simple. A top three. Yeah. That's tough. That's a lot too. of wrestling, huh? I know, dude. Mm. All those yeah, companies, you can't pick three matches. <laughs> like the fucking most. Too much content. Too much yeah. content. Hey. Okay. So one match I always loved, and I probably should rewatch it, is that old Kurt Angle Shane McMahon. Street uh, fight from that King of the Ring. Yeah, okay. Oh, man, that was fire. I loved that match. Just very explosive, dynamic. I love the the Van Damme and Jerry Lynn matches. I couldn't name a specific one, Uh, but I always loved that. And maybe um, maybe some Ring of Honor. Something with the Bucks. Yo, definitely okay. the Bucks. Bucks is like my top team. I ain't gonna lie. There was one night we was in. We was watching Ring of Honor. Well, we was there. We was at the show. You, yeah, you know what I mean. Right. It was in the city. It was in the city. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was Osprey. Who did he team up with? Damn. It was Osprey. Two people against the Bucks. 
was it Cody? Kenny? No. Kenny or Cody? I think it was Cody. Mm, yeah. Allspray and two other people. I can't remember who the two other people were against the Bucks and Cody. Oh, yeah. And I, I was like, damn. And that was I had just got trained. So like I was fresh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I saw that shit and I was like, damn. That kind of like dynamic wrestling I love. And I love when people are saying Bucks and Osprey don't know how to like work a storyline or whatever mm-hmm. where Matt, Matt Jackson be wrestling for like three months straight acting like his back is hurt right, to where right. Nick's got to like step up. Will Ospreay for a short time had this kind of a weird character quirk where people would be like, you're a cat, Will Ospreay. And he's like, I'm not a cat. And then he'd like lick his paws. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Just a weird thing from the New Japan time. Of stuff, but um, yeah, the the lately, lately, yeah, I was loving this uh, trios tournament in AEW with Bucks and Kenny, mm-hmm. and yeah, Osprey and mm-hmm. United Empire. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. All those matches are fire. They are. That's Ooh. that's Took what me I back did. Really to the uh, 2014 day. My kind of yeah. tag wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it did. Uh, yeah, that. Let's see cool more shit, of that bro. in the uh, near cool future, shit. gentlemen. Cool shit. Yeah, cool storytelling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. Well, this Friday, me and Shogun teaming up. That's right. Check that. Yeah. Which would be two days ago from this release. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. But TKW. TKW, Total Chaos Wrestling. Total I'm Chaos. also helping out there. That's in Taylor, Michigan. Uh, helping out my boy by helping out everyone else. The Nightmare on E-Course. Nightmare on E-Course. Yep. So check that out and go to the Facebook, see what you can find. Let me see. Last it's question. Your rapid fire. Mm. Your rapid Fire. That was my rap. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, rapid. Yeah, 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 All right. So now, uh, I'm down. Summer, Sla- Summer Slam or uh, Survivor Series? Survivor Series because that's the first wrestling show I saw. That's right. Okay. Is okay. that mm-hmm. crazy or not that we bought a pay per view and I hadn't even watched it on TV? Yeah, and then you saw Taker win the title. Yeah. 91 yeah. was the yeah. first wrestling show I that's saw. My birth year. Because it, yeah. it was in Detroit. Wow. <laughs> also, lately, Summer Slam's been kind of whack. Yeah. It's not filming. It used to. Yeah, I used to have a vibe for it. Not I so much it. anymore. I and I love, I love uh, elimination tag matches, too. That's one of my favorite things to book. Hey. hey. There's so much you tell by the winners and, and eliminations, and there's so many chances for, yeah, to, to tell a good story. That's very and true. Not just very, get very out of it by clothesline to the back of the head, and they're eliminated. Bushwhacker Luke. You ready? You're yeah, right. brother. Right. Rapid as right. AF. Uh, ladder Wars, Bucks, Hardys, or TLC2? Damn. Yeah, I, I, I come with heavy shit sometimes. <clears throat> That's good. Uh, honestly, I don't remember the Bucks and Hardys one as vividly, because I probably haven't rewatched it. Uh huh. But I've rewatched TLC2. How was that for you? Great. I mean, I haven't rewatched it lately. I don't know how much I'd hate it now. But, were you, were you, but doing, oh, doing that Bucks and Hardys? I mean, that was huge. That was yeah, the biggest Ring of Honor house at the time. And, you know, we're there live that doing it. That was really the genesis of AEW. In a way. That matters. Yeah, in a way. Between that, like that the, and that was... the, the, Kenny, the Kenny and Jericho match at uh, New, uh, New Japan. Mm. Yeah, Tokyo yeah. Dome. I'm that's like the real genesis, that's the real but genesis. But, but this was you, a nice outlier. That was the because ain't that what got the tweet started? That oh, out. that's what got the tweet. Yeah, that's what got the tweet started. Yeah, yeah, so, I'd say so. Yeah, because that, that huge house they had that night, and, then, and that was like a mania weekend. That so was really insane. I feel like that match was a catalyst. Catalyst for, could be. That's you know how Vince McMahon come out and be like, "This is Attitude Era," <laughs> and, but really the Attitude Era kind of started at when Sean. Hit Taker with the chair. Yes. 
So Bucks Hardy, that's Taker with the chair. Could be. I, I agree. I feel I that. Agree. Feel me? Oh yeah. That's um, what I think. And that was so cool to see the Hardys being so giving back and yeah. willing willing to work with this, as people would say, younger version of themselves yeah. right. and, and go right out day. there. And knowing that, <laughs> knowing pretty full well the next day they were going to be on WrestleMania, <laughs> yeah. winning the tag titles. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I think Damn, did. that's so crazy, too. Like, yeah. they popped up on Mania like that. Oh. They sure did. Um, Scrizzamble or... Oh shit, nah, never mind. You said you said tag elimination. I would say Scrubs Ammo or tag elimination. Yeah, give them that. They're different masters to serve. The Scrubs is literally what we call all of our scramble matches in Mr. Chainsaw. Uh, just kind of putting, you know, putting a little stamp on it. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. But the thing about the Scrubs is it always leads to something bigger for people. It's not the match where you're throwing guys together yeah. to have a cool match. You know, we like to tell stories there and there's always a story with who wins yeah. and who loses and who's the outliers on that. Um, maybe I just need to book more of those uh, Survivor Series type tag matches. Those are dope, tag bro. elimination those are dope, matches. I'm telling you, man. I'm down. Yeah, do one. I do. Stack the teams too. Stack bro. the teams. Stack the teams. That oh, way nobody no. know. I got two. <laughs> you got, I, got, I got one more. You got one more. I got, oh no, I got one more. You got two more. Damn. <clears throat> Purdy gave us a two-minute warning. Yeah, she did give us a two-minute warning. Man. Ah. Uh, YouTube or Netflix? YouTube. YouTube. It's hard for me to find the things I enjoy on Netflix. Yeah. Because I'm, if, if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, I'm a snob in many ways. Absolutely. And so <laughs> I'll be watching something on Netflix, and I'm just like, mm, no, Is not that for your me. preferred social media platform, like Netflix, like Hulu, Disney Plus? What, what are you, what you mostly on? Uh, IWTV. Uh, IWTV. Final answer. And uh, last one will be Japanese wrestling or British, like Japanese strong style, British strong style. I have not watched as much British. I'm into Japanese strong style. Yeah. I thought like with the ROH Connect, it might be a little bit of like, uh, you've probably seen your fair share. I've seen a share of it, but I've definitely seen more and sought out more Japanese. I got a question for you. Okay, Last brother. question. Yeah, Six brother. stars too much? Yes or no? No. You deserve it. Yeah. Give it. Mm. Don't you want six stars? One day. One day. One day. One day. Uh, but even I look back 20 years later and be like, damn, that's too much. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of stars. What did I do? I'll look it up after that. <laughs> How long was it? How long? What did I do? Uh, my last question. What, what would be your? What would be on your license plate? On my license plate? Baby Z. Baby motherfucking baby Z in the house. <laughs> King show. Detroit, Michigan. King. Not too grown up to still be called a baby. Hey. <laughs> Uh, this is the Suplex Shogun, Jackson Stone. Jamal King. And our amazing, impeccable, smart as hell guest, Mike Z. You know what it is. I'm about to save his name in my phone as Baby Z. Yeah, I'm about to Baby Z. But everybody, thank you so much, man, for tuning in again. This is the Suplex Shogun, Jackson Stone, and uh, Jamal King. I have Mike Z right here. Cool as introductions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. King Show Podcast Detroit, we out.